Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare, which we are getting amazing reviews on now. It's been out for about two uh, months, which we're just so stoked about. So if you've been sitting on the fence about trying it, just thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I want to fork out the money and, you know, give it a go without knowing what it's going to be like, head over to the website and check out some of the amazing reviews um, on all of the, the skincare. And you can use discount code KITTY05 for 10% off all products. So today I'm joined by my co-host, co-founder, Craig McDonald. Welcome back, Craig. Thanks very much. It's always a pleasure. I was happy to be here. <laughs> it's always a pleasure coming on here. Sometimes he says it's not a pleasure dealing with you, Kitty, is it, sometimes? Only when you're being a pain in the ass, which is a lot. No one's perfect. Um, but today we want to talk about how long it takes and having realistic expectations around achieving your goals and, you know, what we think you should focus on. Because one of the questions that I always get when I chat with women on calls who are thinking about joining our program, they really want to nail me down for like, Kitty, how now just can you really just give me a rough idea about how many kilos I'm going to lose in 16 weeks or however long the, the program is. And, you know, I always say to them, look, if you follow me for a while, you know I'm pretty fucking honest. <laughs> so I can't tell you how much weight you're going to lose because it depends if, if that's your goal um, or how much body composition change you experience because it just depends on so many different things. Um, and that's what we thought we'd, we'd talk about. But also, you know, if everything is lines up well and you're obviously healthy and you're doing all the things right, what is a sustainable, what is sustainable fat loss and what is sustainable muscle gain? Um, so let's talk about, Craig, why it is really hard to say to someone like, you're going to lose X amount of weight in X weeks. Like what are the different factors that play into this? Like, well, I think number one would be, well, how much fucking fat have you actually got to lose? Like, yes. you know, someone who's 100 kilos versus someone who's 65 kilos who wants to lose body fat is going to be, you know, that's obviously influences. One, how much fat you've got to lose, how healthy you, you are, um, you know, like from, a, I guess, a metabolic standpoint. So, like, I think a good example of this, you know, I love to use a little example, um, <laughs> is two clients that are working with Craig and one of them, she doesn't have a, she's sort of new to training. Like she's relatively new. Um, and the other lady is more of an experienced train. She's, she's worked in our program before, so she knows how to lift, but she just hasn't been lifting to her true capability and hasn't had anyone like her program was shit. And she didn't really have any health issues coming in. Like her metabolic markers were good versus this other lady who, you know, doesn't have a lot of experience lifting and who has Hashimoto's. And in the first month, the lady that, you know, is lifting really well, super committed to her training, doesn't have any health issues. She saw ridiculous body. Super diligent with her food. Yeah. Super. That is the priority. Yeah. Yeah. She saw exceptional results in a month. She messaged me going, wow, Kitty, like I'd just literally given up and thinking that after, you know, a couple of years of doing what I was doing, my body was never going to change, but I've seen more change in a month than I have seen in two years. While this other lady who has also seen changes, like her sleep's improved, her energy's gotten better, 
but her fat loss or body composition changes have been much, much less dramatic because she obviously wasn't as in a healthy place to start her training age. Like she, you know, is not an experienced lifter, Um, you know, and she wasn't training, I guess, how do you say it? Like, you know, like if you, if you, yeah, if if you move really well and you're pushing the sets within, you know, one to three reps of muscular failure, you're going to get more stimulus versus someone who's not very good at the lifts yet. Um, she also wasn't as consistent with her nutrition. So while she has seen some changes, she hasn't seen as much change as the other lady. And that's that's another thing I guess you need to take into consideration. So you're training, right, Craig? So someone who's training at home with a set of dumbbells versus someone who is a more experienced lifter and who can move really well and push hard, that's going to affect your rate of body composition change and fat loss, right? Yeah, so I, 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 I think the... The, re- the result that you get is going to be the accumulation of how many things that you can get right. And by, by if we, we talk about it from a nutrition perspective, the things that you get right is planning your food, tracking your food, eating that food, uh, developing the ability to say no to people. Um, you know, uh, if you're in a situation where you have to go to a restaurant or, or you know, go somewhere out like that, that you you make the very best decision that you can. You look at the menu and you 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 make uh, a decision based off what you think can be controlled as much as possible. You know, like you you order a steak and mash as opposed to the the curry or something, whatever <laughs> it is. You know, something that's got a lot of hidden stuff that you can't see. Um, and then from a training aspect, it's just like first understanding how well you can execute the movements and, you know, um, taking on the feedback and doing your best to implement those. And then, you know, are you getting the amount of sessions that you're supposed to be getting in on a per week basis? Um, And then is your effort level on a per set as high as it needs to be? So getting as close to muscular failure as possible. Um, And are you tracking those numbers and are you actually looking at, what the maximum effort is. So if you look at your, 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 your performance from last week, you did this weight for this many reps on this particular movement, you know, instead of just going, I just, I'm going to try and beat it for one rep, but you can actually beat it by five reps. Are you actually making the decision to let it hurt a little bit and go for those five reps? You know, it'll be uncomfortable, but that's what's obviously exponentially going to progress you forward. So there are a number of things that have to be taken into account. And I think sometimes people really see it as this black and white thing. I've been good enough and I've been doing all these things and I've only seen this result. Well, if that result is over, let's say an eight week period and you've only seen, let's say the goal is, you know, uh, fat loss, you know, and, and actually a weight loss goal, like you want to lose 10 kilos and you've only dropped a kilo, for example, um, and your measurements haven't changed that much because sometimes, and we see this a lot, like in the case of that that uh, person who we were talking about before, she, she's only lost um, a couple of kilos, but she's when you actually work out her body composition changes, she's actually, I think she's lost over, I think it was almost 30 centimeters in that month. Yeah. Come so she had really amazing recomp. Yeah. So what yeah. it was like, it was something like a, she gained 1.8 kilos of lean muscle mass, but she'd lost like 3.9 kilos of body fat. So even though like objectively you look at, you look at yeah. one metric, which is weight, you're like, oh, well, that's not a lot in a month. But then when you look at everything else, you're like, fuck. 
And she noticeably looks so different too. Like her face is less puffy. Right. She just looks awesome. Yeah. You, you look at the pictures and that, that yeah. you, you got to look at all of those things to kind of really kind of do it. But let, let's say, you know, it, it was, you've got 10 kilos to lose. You'd only lost a kilo. Your measurements, you'd only lost maybe say, you know, less than 10 centimeters or something like that. Mm. Well, the reality is, yeah, that's, that's a pretty fucked result. That's not very good. And <laughs> a lot of the time people will just go, well, I've been doing everything. And the reality is, you haven't been fucking doing everything at all. I'm here, Courtney. What, but, but, what, 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 what you're saying is I've done everything to my, what I believe is a level of, uh, what I believe that the level of the result that I want, like I've done it to that level. And the reality is, yeah, but when we lay it out, the level of what you need to commit to is actually much higher than that because you've only ticked off this, this, and this, or your food and how you've done how you've actually inputted it hasn't been as accurate as you said. You've been eyeballing a lot of things, but there's been some alcohol that's kind of been in there. There's And would you say, Craig, that the number one thing, I think if you were like had a little pyramid, mm-hmm. the most important is nutrition. It has the highest effect, compliance, nutrition compliance. Nutrition yep. Yeah. So like we have an app, Craig built an app. What a stressful learning experience that was. Um <laughs> And it has, it is, it is good. And it's, and, uh, but basically in the app, it has a food tracker and we as coaches can see the graphs of the consistency. And it's so interesting. So often, you know, clients will say to me, oh, but Kitty, you know, I was ultra consistent. And then I'll go in and look at their graphs and the graphs, like it should look like cut grass. That's what ultra consistent is within five grams of your fat macros. And but it's all over the place, the graph. And I'm like, I think your definition, definition of ultra consistent is a little bit different to mine. And like, but the other thing too, is though, like sometimes you have to do the best that you can. And like, if, you know, you travel a lot or, you know, whatever else, you've got to accept that if you can't be that really consistent, then your results will be slower. But slow results are still better than no results, but you have to take ownership for that, I think. Like that's where I see women go wrong is that they're a little bit delusional sometimes in what they think that they have to do to achieve the result that I want. And I just think, why not just knuckle down and do it? Like it's not like you have to be, you know, once you get to maintenance, you can have a range with your calories and you can have a bit more flexibility, but you can't throw everything out the window. You can't throw all these habits and behaviors out the window that you've, you've implemented. Like if you want to look like this toned, athletic, healthy woman, there are certain things that that woman does every day and every week and every month consistently most of the time. Mm. So, you know, you can't, like, I think a lot of women look at this, like it's like an end result, you know, okay, I'm just going to do these things until I get to my goal. But the truth is, is that, you know, I still do the things that I ask all the women to do. And that's why I look like I look is because I do these things consistently. And you look, you know, Libby and I were having a conversation about this today on the podcast and she comes across the same thing too. Um, you know, we can get so focused on the outcome and the result that we forget that it's actually lifestyle and, and behavior changes that we need to focus on because unless you can, like, you really literally have to change who you are. Like I was this drug taking, binge drinking, binge eating, <laughs> or pretty much I was promiscuous as well. <laughs> That's what I used to be. So, <laughs> you know, I had to literally change who I was to be able to become this new, more athletic, you know, healthier version of myself, um, you know, staying with one man. Um, you know, I used to just do silly things. But you know, if I went back to doing all that stuff, I wouldn't look and feel like I did now. So you literally are 
changing, completely overhauling your lifestyle, I think. Um, and you, you have to be realistic with yourself and honest. Let, let me ask you a question, Kit. So something that's <laughs> kind of come up a little bit more recently is often when we're, uh, you know, kind of presenting around what's involved, you know, and people will sort of do it for, your clients will sort of do it for a little bit. And then, you know, they sort of, they don't kind of go all in with it or they kind of try and make too many changes with their food groups and whatever. And, you know, try and really like, they try to fit all of this amazing to their, their thing where they're like having, oh, I'm having six grams of, you know, this chocolate pudding on top of my, you know, 10 grams of this and my 24 grams of this. And it's just like, oh man, I'm like, if, if you're going to that extent with your food tracking every day, you're going to burn out from tracking your food um, or you're just not going to be very accurate and you're not going to get the result anyway. You should try and simplify it. But often a lot of that is met with, yeah, but Craig, I want this to be sustainable. And what message am I sending to my kids if I've got to constantly continue to track this stuff all of the time moving forward? Like it's just not a good example. Well, do you know what I think though? It's like, I think if you're tracking every day and in the food tracker, like that's not a good way to track. Like I've done that in the past before. And I don't think there's anything wrong with teaching your children. Like if, if we had a kid, which we didn't, I would teach them about tracking and, and energy balance. And I'd teach them that you can eat all foods and that there's certain foods that could give you more nutrients than others. And if you want to drink some alcohol, sometimes drink some alcohol, just don't go and do all the dumb shit your mother did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I'd want to teach them how to look after their body. Um, and I don't think that it's obsessive. Um, and I, I think, I think that it's self-care actually, like I was saying to Libby today, I still like really like sitting down on a Saturday and I go into my food track and I think about the food that I'm going to have for next week. I like like planning out the little meal plan. Mm. So like this week I was having a Mexican theme. I've had a like, <laughs> and I always ask him like, do you want these Mexican bowls? And he's like, nah, he just has the same old bloody fish and potato, but he has chili con carne when I make it because he loves it. So this week is chili. It's easy, it's easy to track, but. You know, this often, week it's, often, it's often if it requires me actually doing something, he's like, like nah. And I'm like, well, I'm not making it measuring exactly to your fucking macros. I'm like, you got to do it yourself. So he doesn't do it. But anyway, I'm like, I was st- feeling excited. It's like, okay, I'm going to have, um, you know, I'll have my normal breakfast and then I keep my lunches the same. I've been really getting into sardines at the moment. I don't know why. And like rice and it's been really delicious. So I pretty much have the same breakfast, lunch and dinner, but then I'll just be, like change the dinners. And so I've got the chili con carne and then I've got the Mexican bowl, which is super easy to track because it's just like rice, beans, like you just measure out the individual things. But I actually really enjoy and I think it's fun and exciting. And like, you know, I've been sick, but I've been sleeping really well. You know, I'm nearly better now. And I think that's to me is self-care. It's not about restriction. You know, so I'm not eating 1200 calories. It's about taking the time to actually prep food so that you are eating good nutrient dense food. So you have energy. So you're balancing your blood sugar. So you sleep well, so you can have the energy to play with your kids instead of obsessing about food all the time, you know? So, and I think too, you just have to get over yourself and like, go all in. Like what, like, what have you got to lose? You know, it's not like, you know, I could eat intuitively now and like, I don't track every single thing that I eat unless I'm doing a fat loss phase, but when I'm at maintenance or I'm doing the muscle building, like we'll still go out on the weekend and have dinner. And I just eat, I just eat, I still eat my normal meal plan and I'll just go out to dinner and eat. You know, sometimes we'll have gelati, hay craig, or we'll, you know, we won't track everything. And I think 
learning and understanding about the tracking gives you the flexibility to do that. And I never think, oh my God, I'm going to eat this food and gain 10 kilos like I used to, or think I can't stop myself at two scoops of ice cream or one scoop of ice cream because I eat enough every day so that I'm satisfied and I eat this wide variety of food that I really enjoy. Um, you know, and I think what other, how else are you going to do this? Like you're at the end of the road. (laughs) The women that I speak to are at the end of the road. You have tried every diet under the sun, except for a sensible approach of tracking your food and understanding about protein, carbs, and fat, understanding what nutrients are in what food so that you can have a healthy metabolism and balanced hormones and you can feel good and sleep well. And I think putting the effort in is worthwhile and it is freeing. It is so freeing. Like I just released a podcast with a lady. She's been in our program two years and the the snippet bit that I released, she talks about how, you know, she finally got her shit together with the tracking. She's like, I feel so free now, Kitty. My PMS is gone. My thyroid issues are gone. I've lost 22 and a half kilos. Isn't it worth it? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I totally agree. I think everything, all the points you just made there were, were spot on. It's just a, it's a perspective thing. And I, the, the one thing that I've noticed, you know, certainly from a coaching point is the people that often have that review, that view of, you know, when you kind of go back to them and say, look, you need to tighten this up a little bit more. You, the, the, I can tell that this meal plan is just too outrageous for you to be that accurate. Like it looks awesome. It does. You've got these amazing desserts in here and you've got these amazing things you're eating for dinner and your breakfast. It looks fucking awesome. But I can tell you now from my experience, you are going to burn out doing that every day, which means you're going to be spending more time in the app adjusting foods and making things and then going, oh, I can't get this fit or I've run out of this or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have this perspective of when I say, look, tighten it up and make it simpler you go, but I don't want to do that because it's going to force me to like, it's almost like not take responsibility for the results that I want, because this is allowing me to have lots of freedom in the fact that I get to have all of these foods, but it, it, it often leads to them not getting the result. And they're like, but I'm hitting my macros. I'm like, yes, technically you are, but with that much variety every meal of every single day, you are going to fuck this up if you're not already. Yeah. And, and it's it, like, and it's, it's, it's more like, stressful prepping all the food. If I'm like eating that the same, but that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, if I'm eating the same foods every day or similar sort of foods, you know, what's, what, what is that example setting to my children or, you know, like that's not so sustainable. I can't do that forever. And I'm like, you're not even getting a fucking result at the moment. Like you don't have to do this forever, but right now you've got an objective uh, a result that you want, which is to lose 10 kilos or whatever it is. I'm like, for you to do that, it's going to mean changing the current lifestyle behaviors and habits that you have ingrained in order for you to lose that 10 kilos because your current lifestyle behaviors and, and habits are a reflection. That's why you're 10 kilos or whatever heavier right now. That That is the re- result of that. Mm. You're going to have to change those things in order to lose it and actually keep it off. So it's, it's, it's just a matter of perspective. You can't go, well, this is what I'm going to need to do. You're better off just saying, that just sounds like a lot of work and I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to be happy with where I'm at. Totally. And that's cool. why no one's saying that you Fantastic. need Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I wish more people would just be honest with themselves and just, just say, look, I'm just not prepared to do that. Cool. No problem. I won't like pull my hair out trying to get it through. 
your skull, <laughs> that what you're doing is a reflection of where you're at and it's not going to work. You have to, you have to be prepared at some point to draw lines and just go, you're right. Clearly what I'm doing isn't working. I need a drastically different approach. And it's just like, you know, from a coach, especially if you hire a coach, they're like, do it like this. Yeah, this is the you way. Just, yeah, you know I'm what, not, though? I think I'm telling can, it to you to be mean. I'm telling it to you to be like, this is what if you, you can just do. style it in and get consistent, you'll start to see results yeah. and you'll be sleeping better. And the measurements will be coming down and you wait and you'll be like, this is awesome. I'm getting addicted to feeling yeah. so good. And I think, you know, too, like another thing I see with women is, oh, you know, I'm so desperate to get to like, as an example, squat 100 kilos, yet you're not even squatting to depth. You know, like, again, I think you've got to shift your focus on, like, we sort of talk about lead and lag measures. So, like, a, the lag measure is the weight, the body fat, the body composition change, the muscle growth. You can't control those things. You can't control how quickly your body puts on muscle. You can't control how quickly you use fat. But what you can control is the the lead measures. So these are the things that are going to affect that result. So, you know, focus on becoming a really good lifter instead of rushing through, you know, the movements, become good at the execution, fall in love. You know, like I still see Craig my videos mm. and I don't always get good feedback. I mostly get good feedback, you know, because I've been doing it for a while. You'd think that I'd be pretty competent, but sometimes he sends me stuff and he's like, you rushed this or you did this, you know, and I just know, like I watch your video back and think, oh, you just rushed through that kitty. You know, become a master of the execution and be passionate about excellence mm. and being an excellent lifter instead of just rushing through and going, I've got to get to this number. You know, be, be, be excited, like discipline. I feel like discipline equals certainty. Mm. Like it makes me feel certain knowing that I've prepped my food, you know, I know I'm going to sleep well, I'm going to have good energy, you know, be excited about, getting good at doing meal plans and prepping your food and eating your food and getting your steps in um, and focus on the habits and behaviors that you need to be good at or put in place that are going to lead to those results instead of always being, I have to get this result. I have to get here. And that is what will lead to it. Yes. And those are the things that you need to continue to do day in, day out. It's, it is so true. And they say it's a lifestyle. You know, and yes, you're going to have roadblocks. Yes, shit will go pear-shaped and that's all oh, totally fine because no one's progress is linear ever. Mm. But, you know, I think going all in doesn't mean that you're per perfect. Going all in means that you're still committed to, you know, this person that you want to become, even when you fuck things up, even when you have micro failures, you know, you just go, okay, it's, that's cool. It's all part of the process. I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And you keep going, you know. So I think instead of asking you know, how long, how long will it take me? <laughs> you know, don't focus on the goal. Like it's great to have the goal, I'm not saying not have the goal, but because we always ask clients, what, what are you trying to achieve? But just say, like I always say to myself, I just make my fucking, you know, standard of success action. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just take action, Kitty, every yeah. day, get up and do the best that you can every day and refine it. And then whatever the outcome is, the outcome is because you've given it your best. And that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. you'll get that body. And look, really like sustain, like if I look at our best transformations, these are women who were fat, like had a lot of fat to lose. Like, like Sean, 28 kilos, 18 months. It took her mm -hmm. 18 months. Yeah. So even if you have in your head 12 to 18 months, if you want to build that good physique, mm -hmm. you know, take the pressure off yourself and, and love the journey, start to love the journey and being, you know, love the lifting. Yeah. And it's interesting, like when we look at you, so like Sean or like you know Anna or Andrea, like they've all they all had different backgrounds, they all had different life challenges, 
you know, with either work or or whatever, all these sort of things. But it's always like that success leaves clues. Mm. When you interview them or you listen to them talk, there's always, even though their stories are very different, there's always things that they all say that are the same. Yeah. Right. There are there are just these specific things that they just do. And it's just like, oh, she does that as well. She does it as she does as well. Wow. Look at the result they got. I'm like, think a little bit more critically at that. And it's just like, well, what are they doing that I'm not? Hmm. And it's usually never anything revolutionary. No, they're just really good at the basics. Really good at the fundamentals. So consistent with the tracking the food. And like again, I'm if you don't want to track really consistently. I'm okay with that, but yeah. you have to accept that your results won't, you have to accept the results that you get. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You just can't. No. You can't be disappointed at the results that you don't get for the work that you didn't put in. Yep. It's, it's called acceptance. Yeah. 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 And again, but, but again, like, you know, like our poor old ops manager, Vic, she's works with Craig. She's doing a fat loss phase and her kids go to kindy and bring home all this bloody sickness. And she's just had the shittest run, hasn't she? Of like, she's on a good run, losing all this body fat. And then, and then boom, she's sick again, you know, and she can't train. So it slows her results right down, but she has like, that's just her life. Mm. You know, she can't give her kids away, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So shit like that's going to happen. You just have to, you know, but she was still good with her food. Wasn't she? Yep. You know, she didn't fall off the wagon and binge eat. It didn't stop. It's just slowed right there. But but, I mean, that's just, you know, relative to the fact that, you know, she she was sick. I mean, even her her steps in was hard work at one stage there, you know, like. Yeah. And that's life. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. As annoying as it is, you know, like Craig, now that I'm into this muscle building phase. So, like, where we've shifted out of the fat loss phase, thank fuck. Um, I just didn't really like it because I really like training hard and it's hard to train hard when you're in a, in a deficit. And I think that's, you know, like I get a lot of significance, I think from just lifting heavy weights and I couldn't do that. And it's frustrates me. Um, but now that I was like, okay, great. You know, it's time to push the food up and train. Boom, sick. You know, and I feel like it's your fault because we had to get up every bloody day. I mm. see blame. Here I am trying to pass blame on someone else, not taking ownership because we got up every week, every day. Cause Craig was training with this new bloody coach. Um, then I got sick, Craig. Um, but yeah, I was so itching to get back into it. And I'm like to Craig, just crapping on, you know, oh, Craig, like how much muscle do you reckon I can build in like 12 months? Like is three kilos realistic, five kilos? He's like, kitty, just lift the weights, eat the food, focus on your recovery and do your steps and how much muscle you build will be how much muscle you build. So even I still get a bit focused on the results sometimes, you know, so I get it. Oh, I mean, I think it's just human nature too, you know, like we, we live in a world now where things are a little bit more instantaneous, um, you know, and I, and I think because we're constantly bombarded with, you know, um, well, on social media, certainly around, you know, certain influences, you know, selling things that really don't do what they sort of say they do or, you know, post up kind of unrealistic results or, not talking about their their latest drug cycle that they're using to get, to get where I'm not, I'm, you know that that happens to agree. I'm not saying that a lot of good ones are like that, but you know, like we just that's the human nature where we see shiny things and we're like, fuck, I need to have that right now. And uh, you know, this is this is just the game that's not going to be won with that mindset. You know, you you have to realize that 
you have to fall in love with the journey. And then if you really want to make these changes, like your life is going to have to change to get that. Um, you know, I'm not saying you need to be in the gym six days a week and doing all of that. That's, you know, obviously we've spoken about that. We, that's not what we do, but there are fundamentals. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know you probably like going out and getting shit faced with your friends on a Friday or Saturday night. That's not but conducive. If, but if you, you can't be that, like me, you can't, a drug you can't taking alcoholic whore that no. wants to look like a An fitness athletic model. person. Who that's right. Those, and those eats all behaviors the right food don't, and, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're and very, choices very don't really align with uh, who I want to become. <laughs> no. But, but I mean, anyone who's in really good shape like that, like you ask them, you know, what, what do they do? What's their last couple of weeks look like? And you're going to hear the same stuff. That's right. There's like, no magic pill. We know, wish that there was. We wish there was. <laughs> but there isn't. Yeah. It's, just, it's just hard work and it's, it's discipline. Discipline and it's dedication. But the, the, the thing is, I think a lot of people who aren't doing those things look at that and just go, oh, like, there's just no way I could do that. That's just all too hard. But I'm like, well, I wasn't born like this. Kitty was a, you know, drug taking like a party <laughs> animal. It wasn't like that for a long time. You know, like it just, you, you make the decision to do these and there's these skills that you learn and to you become so that good. person. And then what, what you realize is like, like for me, because a lot of people still now, like even friends of mine, they're like, have you had a drink yet? Are you still drinking? Are you still not drinking? How long has it been? Like they still, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's, it's years. I, I, I don't know. We like, had one what, margarita the other night we went out, which is like the first yeah. one in five years or something. I was oh, like, yeah. have another one. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. But, but you know, like like people, they, they just often don't understand. They're like, you know, and I was, I think I was talking to, I think it was Shay, my, my mate Shay about it. He's just like, oh, is it just, like, what is it for you? Is it just, uh, and I just said, I just really don't like it. <laughs> it baffles everyone, Craig. Yeah, and, and how can you like, not like alcohol? It's like, amazing. Yeah, and they're like, but what would it be? You just don't like the drinks or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like the drinks that much. And then it's only for a short time that you kind of feel this little buzz. That's nice. I get that. But then I always just feel the after effects. You don't sleep you know, well. I don't sleep well that night, and that has an after effect for the next day. And then I'm demotivated to get off my ass and do some of the things I need to do, and I'm a bit more irritable as a result. And then. You know, the food is kind of up and down. I've still got my food, but, you know, that can be a little bit questionable. And then I go into my training the next day and that feels a bit rough. And, and I think a lot of people would, would hear that and they're like, it's really not that bad. Like, it's just affecting your training and your whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't like feeling like that. I like feeling really fucking good all the fucking time because that's what I value. Like we run. Well, I like it too, but I occasionally like to have some drinks, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's fine. And I don't judge anyone for that, but I'm like, you know, he drives me, which is good. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. <laughs> um, but, but it's just like, for me, I'm like, these are the things that I value, right? I, I love to wake up early. I love to feel good. I love to get my shit done. And I, and I, I love to have full energy and I love to be able to be productive. Like that's the things I do. And, and that's just something that inhibits me. And every time I do it, no matter what it does, it just inhibits. And so I, I just, I just don't like doing it. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's, and that's just what it is, you know, but everyone's got to find that thing that, and, and obviously this is also conducive to me, obviously making good progress in the gym and, and, and having good body composition and staying on point. But like, you know, everyone's got their, their things that they want the most of out of life you know, like whatever that is. And I'm like, I, I don't have a lot of materialistic things. Like I'm not someone who's like, Buck, let's go and buy a new car or, you know, buy. He just know, has guitars. guitars. He likes guitars. 
Yeah, like, but 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 the the, the point I'm just right. Like everyone's just got their thing that they really enjoy, and I'm like, I'm pretty simple like that. I actually, just enjoy feeling good. Um, so it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. So when it, you know when people see kind of see me eating sort of the same food most of the time, and I'm like, yeah, but this what makes me feel good. This is this is what's adding to that overall arching theme of. I don't the like thing is, like, like, like I have more variety than you, and it's like once you learn how to build your own meal plans, like just change it week to week. It doesn't even like, no, you know, like eating I the could same. Absolutely do that. I could go out to dinner every night, no problem, and and be able to moderate because I'm like a black belt now in intuitive, <laughs> right? Because I just I just know what I could choose. I know what I have. I'd be no problem. I just choose to do it this way because one less thing I need to think about, and that's what I. What yeah, I you like. just have to ask yourself, like, how much do I want the result? And am I willing to put the work in? And I don't feel like it's a lot of work for the result that you get and the feeling that you get. And like, you know, obviously it's about how you feel in terms of sleep and digestion and stuff, but you do going to feel fucking happy when you look better. Like, and we're not, we're not about getting you shredded. We're just about getting you to a healthy body fat level with good muscle and you feel good. You feel good when you wake up in the body that's strong and capable and sexy. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to look better. And it flows on into all other areas of your life. And when you do it in a healthy and sustainable way, you're going to feel good as well. So it's just all around winning, I think. We're just trying to hammer home, guys. Like put the work in, do the work, do the basics. You know, don't put a time frame on it because this is a life. You know, you're doing this for life. It's a journey. Um, but trust me. Like it is a million times better than staying stuck where you are. It is. Yeah. And like, there's not one woman I've, cause I always ask women, I'm like, look, cause I'm trying to assess how important it is to them to make the changes. I say, look, if you're the same as you are now in terms of how you look and feel in 12 months time, two years time, five years time, will you be happy? And they're all like, hell no. You know what? Regret. Who wants to live in regret? Who wants to get 12 months time, two years time and think, I wish I'd just done this 12 months earlier. Imagine how I could have looked and felt now. Yeah. That's my biggest, that's what I am most scared of is regret. I don't want to regret stuff. So anyway, that's what it is, guys. Hope you hope you <laughs> hope you took something away from that. Focus on the process, not so much the goal, and try and enjoy it. Um, and stop trying to rush. Um, and as always, please rate and review the podcast. You can rate and review every episode. And for your chance to win a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen, take a screenshot of the review um, or, or the rating of the episode, share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And we will see you. We'll not see you. We'll see you. I say that every time, don't I? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week.